Unbelievable! Absolutely unbelievable! And welcome, Avs fans. I'm Lauren Gardner here at the Pepsi Center. They got nothing but guts! Guts all over the place! I can't believe Colorado it! Colorado Avalanche complete one of the greatest turnarounds in NHL history. The Colorado Avalanche will return the next year to the Stanley Cup playoffs! And now, let's get you ringside with Lauren Gardner and the gutsiest play-by-play call in hockey, Mark Mosier. Welcome to episode three of Avs in Your Ear Holes podcast. Un, dos, tres. Wait, is that right? Toi. Thank you, Emily. Were you trying to do French there? Yeah. I thought it was cool. I didn't think it was cool. Un, That's dos, Lauren Gardner. Tres. I'm Mark Mosier. Glad you're with us here as we are now midway through the Colorado Avalanche preseason, having seen them last night knock off the Vegas Golden Knights by a final score of 5-3. to three. Now, we've got a lot that we're going to talk about on the program today. We have a lot of questions that Avalanche fans have sent in, and we like that. Keep those questions coming. We want to answer your questions to the best of our ability, our outstanding podcast semi-producer Emily Wade. She's on it, man. She gets it all done. She does. She's lined up a bunch of questions, so we're going to get to some of those uh, coming up here on the show today. But Lauren, I want to talk about a variety of different things with this Avalanche team, but let's start with the win last night in Vegas. I listened to Connor and Peter do the game. I know you did the same thing. Mm -hmm. And the Avalanche take a team where they're still looking at plenty of players, and they go down and they take on the defending Western Conference champions who iced a very, very impressive lineup, and the Avs get it done 5-3. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it had to be refreshing, too, for us, for Avs fans, to see them get that offense going, uh, you know, 5-3 final. And just to see the different combinations. Uh, we've been looking at O'Connor. We will address that later in some of the questions from uh, some of the fans that have listened. Uh, and to see, you know, on the back end, Patrick Nemeth out there for the first time. And, uh you know, some promising things. I'm really excited about this club, but to go into Vegas, we know that's a tough building to play in preseason or not. And for them to get that job done with the young guns, it says promising things about the Fs. I think last time we did podcast number two, we put it in way, way late. So why don't you tell everybody what they need to do in terms of finding the podcast, liking the podcast. You're good at all that Yes, kind of uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're figuring this all out as we go. We are kind of walking, maybe crawling before we start running or even jogging. Moj likes to skip. So please rate, review, and subscribe. You can catch it on iTunes, I believe SoundCloud. Are we on Spotify, Emily? Gonna be. We're going to be on Spotify as well. So just listen. Give us some feedback. We want you guys to be able to type in Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche, and this thing to be the first thing that pops up. Follow us on the Twitter machine at LG Red yep. with me at Radio Mosier, at Radio M-O-S-E-R. And Lauren's got a ton of Instagram going. Yes, um, at LG Roja. See what I did there? I have like 128 crack. people on Instagram and like 15,000 on Twitter. I don't know You're how to do the Instagram. Big deal. Well, you just have to start posting. All right. Well, I'm going to try to do that. Let's get into the game last night. First shot of the game. Boom. First goal. Jimothy Timothy Comfort gets it done. <laughs> he doesn't like that. Does he, Emily? Is he okay? He doesn't she like that. She shook her head, but you know what? I asked him about it at Media Day. Yeah. And he said, number one, he doesn't know where that came from, but it's hilarious. It ended up on Wikipedia and your call was just absolutely epic. I happened to be there in Minnesota because it was an NBC game. And then I remember panning over to uh, Joe Sackick in the booth next door. And he was like, what are you guys? What did he, what did he just say? Uh, But I did ask him about it and he said, you know what? I talked to my parents about it and they said, if we're all talking about it, it must be for a good reason. So they're okay with it. We thought about naming you James Timothy, but uh, we decided not to. 
Uh, Timothy, Timothy yeah, it, is here to stay. It's killing me. Uh, Martin he's Kaut. A good, he's having a good camp, though. Yeah, for sure. And Martin Kaut, the, yeah. the rookie, the Avs' first-round pick this year, gets his first preseason point with a primary assist. And then Ryan Graves last night on that goal, too. You know, Ryan Graves is the guy that came over in the trade with the New York Rangers. b mm-hmm. went the other way. Graves comes back. Played with the Hartford Wolfpack last year and the, uh, the San Antonio most it's the first Rampage. rule of podcasting. Yeah, I know. It's you like gotta, Fight Club. You got to put that put thing on mute. Put your phone on stun, yeah, man. You got to put that thing on mute. And anyway, the point is that uh, he's had a pretty good preseason so far. I'm liking yeah. what I've seen from him. And, you know, he's one of those guys, I don't know where he's going to end up in the grand scheme of things as far as defensemen are concerned. But if he does start in Loveland with the Eagles, then more power to uh, the Colorado Avalanche organization because. He's shown that he can play this game, and I like what I've seen out of him. Not only that, but he's a really nice kid. Goal number two, power play style. Carl Soderberg, big old Carl, gets it from Alexander Kerfoot and Sam Gerrard. And that's something we'll be seeing coming up during the regular season. Those are guys that we're going to be seeing on a regular basis. Steady Eddie, Carl Soderberg. That's exactly what he was last year, and he was part of that really great line with Blake Como and Matt Nieto. And that was a line that Jared Bednar knew he could send out there, and they would be sound. They would play responsibly. They wouldn't make any mistakes. And uh, as far as matchups go, those guys could go toe-to-toe, skate-to-skate, as you would say, with really any line in the National Hockey League, and at least you know that they would be responsible. Sheldon Dries gets the third goal last night, and he's a guy that Avalanche fans are going, who the heck is this guy? Mm-hmm. But he's had a pretty darn good training camp. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but when you look at him in, you know, in, his, in his history, he played four years of college hockey, spent last year in the AHL. He's an older player. He's 24 years old. But he's a pro. I mean, he's yeah, a pro hockey yeah. player now, and he's looked good this preseason. And I think, Lauren, what the Avs are looking at with guys like him, if we need a call-up, can we rely on this guy? Can he fit into what we're doing? And these guys, it's not just about making the parent club right now. It's about, hey, who's going to be that first call-up? Who's going to be the guy that we reach down to in the AHL, or in this instance, up to Loveland and say, you know what, come help our Colorado Avalanche squad He's doing a nice job. He put the abs on top 3-1 last night. Well, it was interesting talking to Tyson Jost about him because there were a few guys that stood out on our radar, a few guys that when you spoke with some personnel in the front office, keep your eye on this handful of players for those exact reasons that you mentioned. Who are the guys that are not only competing competing for a couple of spots that are available on this roster with the Avalanche, but who will be up or down, whatever you, however you want to refer to it, in Loveland? And... Dries was one of them. So I talked to Tyson Jost about him. Tyson Jost played against him in college. And so I was asking him, like, who stood out to you so far? And he said, this guy right here, you have to keep your eye on him. He's tough. He's strong. And he was always kind of a thorn in my side when I played against him in college. Yeah, 30 points last year playing for the Texas Stars. And we'll see what happens coming up here in 2017, or excuse me, 2018-2019. Got to get my years straight. It's, it's tough. Years, I mean, what does it mean anymore? They, they start to, to slide together. Scott Kosmichuk with a goal last night. And then, of course, one of the pieces coming over in the big trade last year, Vlad Kamenev yes. had an empty netter last night to put it away 5-3. As Vegas came back, they came fighting back. They knocked in two in the third period, made it a 4-3 game. But Vlad late says, now nah, I got this unassisted empty net goal, and the Avs win 5-3. Tell me about your thoughts on Kamenev, because the poor guy, first game in the National Hockey League, comes in and, uh, I mean, how many shifts in before he just absolutely gets destroyed? He's broken the rest of the year for the most part. 
Yeah, Brooks Orpik just blew him up. It was tough. It was tough. He's a good kid, and he's really talented. I know the coaching staff was excited to see what he had to offer, and, you know, it was a setback. But I think that's somebody who we really need to keep our eye on. And, uh, you know, he might have a chance to make this roster, but if anything, he's going to be exciting to watch up in Loveland. All right, so the Avs get their first win of the preseason, 5-3 over the Vegas School of the Knights. Coming up on Wednesday evening, the Dallas Stars will be in town. You and I will not be doing that game. Nope. I'm starting to sort of get... How do you feel about this? You feel like you're on the outside looking in, don't Yeah, you? I'm getting a skin condition from it. <laughs> okay, and what's this thing? So for all the listeners out there, Moj has this little quirk where he taps you if you're not looking at him directly while you're talking to him, whether it's with his phone or with his finger. Are you just trying to make sure I'm paying attention? No, I guess that's a bad habit of mine. Yeah, kind of I do that. Just a little bit, yeah. (laughs) He'll tell you that I do. Well, you've been there too. What's going on? He's like punching me. I'm like, yes, I'm I'm paying attention to you. I'm looking down at my phone because I'm looking at the the box score from last night. I'm starting to get a bit of a skin condition. We won't be back on the air on Altitude (laughs) Television until Friday night when the Minnesota Wild come into town for preseason game number five. But I just, uh, I haven't missed a game in you know, a decade and a half or whatever it is, I'm just so I'm a little, I'm a little itchy. And you didn't travel with the team. You I just love calling hockey games. I'm excited to get back to the rink and do it. Yeah, it, it's just like the anticipation is building. It's good for you. Yeah. And I, I mean, you need to let your skin rest because we just had our hair and makeup people come into the Altitude Studios, and you got your full makeup kit. You got the tutorial from the ladies from Seattle. You're looking fresh. You're looking fine. They looked at your ties. You're good to go. It was Darcy and Stephanie. And, Dar- and they looked at T- Tiffany? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Stephanie. Maybe that's why she just stood Not there and stared close. at me for like 20 minutes. Thanks so much, Stephanie. She's like, I'm going to paint your face. Yeah. Just a million different shades. Here, this this will look really good on you. Yeah, right. Uh, well, maybe that's why she, yeah, she's like, I don't have any help for you. Uh, no, but they, they did a great job. And so we're going to be back on, on Friday night. It's going to be fantastic. But until then, preseason game number four coming up on Wednesday evening, Connor and Peter will have it on yes, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. They do a great job. How do you feel yeah, like, awesome I mean, job. Connor's filling your shoes quite well. He's do, he's great. I mean, yeah. I've said it from the get-go. I know how good Connor McGahee is, and it's awesome to have him part mm-hmm. of this team. Avalanche fans, you are going to absolutely love him if you already don't. So make sure you listen in coming up on Wednesday, and from that point on, Pick whichever one you want. The TV side or the radio side will be do both. Uh, doing both. Yeah. Switch every period. But, I mean, you probably want to watch us. I mean, we'd love Connor. I'm just saying you want to watch. I mean, I'm going to promote our product. Okay. <laughs> that sounded a little uh It was not. I just meant like you, what, what, what am I supposed to say? Nothing. What's I mean, you, no. Why don't you just record Connor's call and listen to it back or our game and watch All right, it let's back. move on to some that questions that fans have sent in today. <laughs> some things we want to talk about with this love team. Love you, Connor. Yes. You want to start off? Okay, first one's coming from Justin Cox, and we absolutely love him. He's asking about the goalie tandem. So we have Philip Grubauer, we have Simeon Varlamov, who is healthy, and we have the goaltender that started last night. Pablo Francouz, who was one of the top goalies in the KHL last year. He's a guy that's played in big-time international competition for the Czech Republic. Talked to Milan Hayduk about him a little bit. I said, you know this guy? No. I don't know. I'm, I just know who he is. Good story. Right, right. So I'm like, Hedgie, how about a little, how, I'm like, Hedgie, how about a little, he's like, no, I know he's a good goalie and, you know, I've heard about him and, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm going to meet him and all that kind of thing. But but I'm like, well, you're from the Czech Republic. He's, he's like. I'm so happy you brought that up. Yeah, well, like, I asked him about him. He said, I have no idea no, who No, so is. what I'm saying is that we have to see him firsthand. Yeah. I, I can't just go to Hedgie and go, hey, tell sure. me about this guy. 
He was really good last night mm-hmm. against the Vegas Golden Knights, and he played the whole game, which I think is cool, too. Listen, the Avs didn't sign him out of the KHL just to be a guy that's just going to fill in the system somewhere. I think they see something really good in this guy, yeah. and what it does is it just gives them – you know, opportunity moving forward, some flexibility depth. moving forward, some depth going forward. And I think that's really, really key. Uh, listen, again, nothing against the Hamburglar, okay? But when you're talking hey, about... We milked that for all it was worth, and it was so did. fun, and I have no regrets. And he's a great dude. Awesome. But you want to have that goalie depth inside the organization, and he provides that. He played mm-hmm. well last night in Vegas. He played really well, and we see how key goaltending is in this league. And even talking to Jared Bednar, he said, you almost need an outstanding goaltender that's like top of the league in order to be successful right now in the National Hockey League and that's what when he's on his game and he's 100% healthy that's what Simon Varlamov is that's what Philip Grubauer is and now you have that extra depth and let's not forget about Spencer Martin he's been up and down a little bit and he'll be great in Loveland to start the season but you're just one injury away from needing these guys to come up and fill that position. Yeah I did not see the Grubauer game they were on the road at Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, we watched him with the Caps. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, I saw Varley, though, in practice. It must have been yesterday morning. And Varley looked fantastic. Does he have, like, a a different kind of... No, you know what it was? I'm sorry. It was Sunday morning. It was early Sunday morning I went and saw him. I feel like he has a different kind of intensity going into this season. Even talking to him at Media Day, he came in, he's dialed in, and he knows he has something to prove in a way. And I think the competition makes him better. Yeah, well, I mean, early on in that practice, I think you're right about that. There was nobody in the rink. Myself, my buddy Raybon, and Emily Wade were the only people there. Oh, I think Ryan was there mm-hmm. as well. And we were the only people there and watching Varley. He was fantastic and early was on. Was UC out there with him? Just in practice. Yeah, he was just he was just fantastic. And then to wrap up practice, they did the shootout. Actually, mm-hmm. they played a little. They played a little two-on-two game where they put the, the the nets on the blue lines, right? And so they, they did that little, you know, neutral zone game, yeah, and the guys yeah. love that kind of stuff. And then they did a shootout. Varley stopped every single guy that came his way, including the captain, Gabe Landeskog. He was that good. So as far as the goalie tandem goes uh, going forward and is concerned with this Avalanche team, I think you've got two guys who want the crease badly. Two guys who who, you know, they think that, that they can be the guy. And they both, in all honesty, could, could be. be the guy. Yeah. Right. And Varley, of course, is in the last year of his deal. The Avs traded for Grubauer, signed him to a new three-year contract. But this is good going forward. Again, the Avs have a lot of options. This is a great problem for Jared Bednar and company to have going into opening night against the Wild. And let's not overlook UC Parkla. This is his second full season as uh, the goaltending coach, and he travels with the team. I mean, we've seen him at 1 a.m. working with the goaltenders, looking at film in the hotel lobby when we get in from a certain city into another one. They work so closely together, and, you know, in asking them about what he's done for these guys, just helping with their technique, he's even helped Farley a little bit with changing some of his technique. He's telling him to, instead of going out further in the crease, he's actually sitting back a little bit more and tracking the puck, and he just knows so many different nuances, and you know they've been to, I mean, they've had a relationship for nearly a decade, and uh, he's he's a great guy, and I think it's really helping uh, goaltending with this organization as a whole right now. Where'd you get that avalanche hat you're wearing? I got it at the golf tournament two years ago. That's a cool hat. Isn't it great? Yeah, I how come it. I don't have that hat? Um, I, you're, I don't know. You can it's got the old, the it's got the old uh, manufacturer on the side, though. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's kind of like trucker hat, but it's more fitted than a yeah, trucker hat. Yeah, it looks good. I just want to tell you, it's a cool Thank hat. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. It's been through a lot. Emily, you got one of those hats? No. Yeah. 
No. Emily said no, she doesn't. Emily doesn't wear hats. So well, she does wear hats. I'm just lazy. <sighs> To work. But not like good hats. hats. Yeah, you don't wear any good hats. I've seen you she in hats. She said she doesn't wear hats, hats to work. Here's the thing about Emily Wade, a social media coordinator, basically coordinates all well, of us. Well, you're manager. What's we're she... all like children. She's a manager. And if it weren't for her, like wasn't for her, we would all just be big messes. She's always dressed perfectly. Not a hair out of place. Lipstick's perfect. Everything's good. Meanwhile, you and I roll in looking like a couple of homeless people. Yeah, you do. I mean, look <laughs> I at that shirt do. you're wearing. My goodness gracious. As nice as your hat is, this whole other part is a total disaster. I thought it looked cute. No, it's a, a little it's, wrinkly. It's sat in the dryer for a while. I'm like not going to laundry. You look like a Sharpay. Oh, my God. What the heck does that mean? I'm offended. But it's you know offensive. what a Sharpay is, right? I know what a Sharpay is. The dog is. with all the wrinkles all over him? My shirt looks like a Sharpay. Yeah. Okay, you said I look like a Sharpay. Okay, I meant your I shirt does. I apologize. offense. All right. Let's get on. Yeah, yeah let's get on to. Uh, let's, let's go. You don't have your makeup on. Let's, let's get on to to more important things with this Avalanche squad. Brian chimes in. He says he wants to know about the uh, second line center. He wants to talk about the Kerfoot and Jost and guys of this mm-hmm. nature. Uh, the coaches made it clear, and Jared Bednar said on media day that they want those two players to play together. Yeah, I think if you're talking about a guy who's going to play on the wing. I think that maybe Alexander Kerfoot is that guy ahead of Tyson Jost. I look at Jost right now is more of a pure center in the National Hockey League. I think he's going to get an opportunity to be that second-line center guy. He's always been a center. They drafted him as a center. That's who he is as a player. I think Kerfoot's got the ability to play center, certainly, and has played center in the past. But I think he also has the ability to slide over to the wing. And he's been productive there, too. You look at his 19 goals last year. So mm-hmm. he's a guy, I mean, he's, he's productive, I think, can be more productive anywhere, including his goal last night against the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm not necessarily worried about who the guy is as long as they play together. But me personally, I see Tyson Jost as the more natural centerman for the squad. I think you're right. That's what they brought him in for. That's how they view him. And I, I they like that chemistry. Those two are friends. They live together. And there's that anticipation. And Kerfoot, obviously, a cerebral guy, a Harvard grad. Uh, I, I think he just gets it. And I think he's more comfortable at that position. And Josie, as they call him, I think that's why they drafted him. They want him at that center position. I don't see him moving. Let's be very clear, though, about this Avs squad in terms of that second line. I don't know who's going to be with them on the other way. No, it's kind of fun. It's a jumble. It is. But that line, Avalanche fans, this is one of the keys going into the season. That line is going to have to be productive. That line is going to have to throw up goals. I don't know how many goals. Yeah, if, if you look at the total amount of goals scored last year, you've got to be over the 250 mark period. So you try to think of how many goals you get out of the top line, how many goals you get out of the back end, how many goals you'll get out of lines three and four. I look at that Avalanche second line, and to me that line has got to account somehow, some way this season for 60 goals. Yeah, somehow, I think you're absolutely right. some way, and that's asking Justin Kerfoot and whomever it is on that that other wing to step it up. But I think that line, if you can get sixty goals total out of that line, I think you're in pretty good shape. And then you see what you can get out of that third line, which will feature, I'm guessing, Soderberg, Nieto, and Calvert, which we'll get to a little bit later. And whatever they put together on that fourth line, you'll get, uh, I think. Some scoring from Tyson Berry, from Sam Gerrard. But you're right. You can't just rely solely on that top line to get it done each and every night. And that second line is going to be critical. 
But I've got confidence in these guys going yeah. forward, too. I mean, I, l- listen. I do, too. It's a good feeling. It's just a good vibe going into camp. They're, yeah, they're, they're heady players. And talking about Kerfoot and Jost, they're, they're very heady players. They're team-first kind of guys. And whoever is the center and whoever is the winger, that, you know, I don't there's think they're no going to care. There's no ego in that group. Not, a, there's not really at all. No, there are no egos in that room. Unless Lauren Gardner's in it. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm not Mark Mosher. At least I can fit my head through the door. Oh, goodness. Boom. Just, I, okay, I, let's I probably, move on to our next that, question. That hurts my feelings. I yeah, your feelings are so hurt. Uh, <laughs> let's, the, the next question, uh, 25 to 30 goal score. That comes from uh, Andre. Is that correct, Emily? Yeah, she says Andre says, uh, what about a 25 to 30 goal score? Who is that going to be? Well, they're at number 29. 29's going to be there. I think Gabe Landeskog can be that guy. I think that Miko Rantanen can be that guy as well. The, the key, I think, is they're going to eat on the power play. They're, they're going to be mm-hmm. like pigs at, at the trough on the power play. <laughs> the question is, you know, what's their five-on-five five production going to be? And listen, Tyson all- Berry. I mean, maybe not to... Well, we'll get like, to the back end yeah. in a second. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's never going to be that kind of goal scorer from the back end. But, but on the power play, I think he's going to... Expect he's going to be huge. Success. He's going to be Sam a big Gerard factor. as well. Yeah, but I'm looking up front with these guys, and, and they're going to eat on the power play, but they're also... They're going to see every team that the Avs play like they did last year as the season wore on. Those guys are going to see the top defensive pair, the top shutdown line that the any team can out. throw out there. Sure. The word is out, and this could arguably be as I think Peter McNabb boldly put it in our pregame show uh, before that game that we televised against the Vegas Golden Knights, this could very well be the best line in hockey. That's could what he be. said from the mouth of Peter McNabb. Could the be. The of babes. Uh, there's a lot of good lines around this I know. league. And I, I know. Dallas and, oh, man, look at Winnipeg. I know. And- you know, <laughs> Jim Montgomery, come on, man. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Monty. I mean, I love Monty, <laughs> but I, I don't want the stars to. I mean, I know, love the guy. Just I hope he. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, Not so, successful against the Avs. So uh, we we talk about again. Here's what I would advise you, Avalanche fans, to do: if you want to think about scoring and you want to think about where this Avalanche team has to be, think about this. Again, you need more than 250 goals to make the playoffs. I mean, you just do. That's going to be your benchmark: 250 goals. And you would like to get somewhere around. 260. Even mid-260s would be fantastic. So start to chunk out amongst lines, okay? Mm-hmm. We look at the top line. McKinnon with, with Rantanen on the right, Landeskog on the left, and then start charting out the goals you think they're going to have. Then go to that second line. Then go to the third and the fourth line. I mean, pencil it in how you think it's going to look, and then, you know, plot goals for each guy and start adding up. Put them over in your right-hand column, and then, okay, if that's how many you have from your forwards, how many do you need from the back end? I just picture you having, like, this beautiful mind chart on some window somewhere, but you draw it in Sharpie because you're not sure about what a dry erase marker is, but you have this big, complicated chart. and. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Where are you yeah. going to put it? Uh, I'll just carry it with me in my pocket and we'll, you know, bring like it out. Like dry on like the airplane window. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, you want, I, I could do that because I sit right by the window right there like it's you perfect. do on the other side. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, just so, so start plotting out. Okay, well, listen, if, if the, you have this many goals or start with the back end, you're going to get this many goals from Barry, this many goals from yeah. EJ, and this many goals from Zadorov and Gerard or whatever. Then, then start going up to your forward lines. Okay, well, how many do you need from the fourth? How many do you need from the third? And then yeah. say, okay, now the top line, you have to eat all the rest. Is that, you know, that 90 goals? Is it 90 goals? Is it 100 goals that you're going to need out of the top line? I mean, you know, this is, <sighs> this, is, this is where the goals have to come from, so yeah. you've got to find the people who are going to do it. So as far as 25 to 30 goal scores, 
I think certainly that's twenty nine. Yeah. Certainly uh, ninety six, yeah. and I think ninety two can be I in think there as well. Miko Rantanen is going to have a big year. Gabe Landeskog is in his leverage his size a little bit. Yeah, Landeskog is in his prime. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's just and right Captain now Clutch. in his prime, and I think he's poised for a big, big year offensively. I think he is too. You want to get to the back end in terms of goals? You want to talk a little Tyson Berry in that yeah, power play? Yeah, I think so. That's Oh, I thought you were like asking me if you I wanted you to Well, how do you feel about, about it? it? Yeah, I think he's going to have a great season. He's coming into camp in better shape than ever, feeling some confidence off of what happened. He's giving me all sorts of funny looks. Um, you know what it's like? I'm going to be that waitress in Steamboat. Oh, that gosh. wouldn't give you the time of go. day. So you, now you have to give a backstory. We went I up can't, to Steamboat I can't, for golf at altitude. Yeah. We ended up at a restaurant, and it was really packed, so we went into the bar. And I asked this this server at, behind the bar if we could sit at any table. She said, as long as it's bus. I'm like, oh, great. And I think you listeners know I'm a very friendly person. And so I went and stood next to the table and told Moj, because we were having a friend date, because we were only two left in Steamboat. And uh, she ignored us the rest of the night. And Moj said, what? She doesn't like you at all. And I was I was the one who suffered because I couldn't even get a cold one because she wouldn't come anywhere near our table. I don't know what happened, happened, the interaction that happened, but I have no idea. She literally went to the table next to us and took care of them, walked right by us, went to the other table, took care of them. Puppy dog like longing look, like smile, like hi, please come talk to us. She looked directly at me and kept walking. And she just turned her it took off. I'm like, oh my gosh. What did I do? I don't know. And it was that was a really whole weird the whole night was weird. Yeah. We had, you know what? We had some fun on the golf course, though. Yeah, we did a good Catamount show. Ranch. It was gorgeous. It was, it was fantastic. Okay, uh, back to, uh, back to. Uh, Tyson Berry scoring correct. on the back end. Correct. Yeah, back to Tyson Berry <laughs> scoring on the back end. He looks good. You know, yep. Eric Johnson, a healthy Eric Johnson, yep. is always key. I was watching him in practice on on Sunday morning as well. He looked really, really good. Remember when he was asked at the end of the season, "Are you worried that you're injury prone?" Or what are you going to do? And he kind of laughed and he said, I'm going to have to drink more chocolate milk. So we brought that up at media day um, when we were in that room. I said, well, now that you brought it up. And he's like, you know, broken bones, the type of injury, separated shoulder that I've I've suffered. Those are just kind of fluke injuries. That's not necessarily like a fatigue issue or being injury prone type deal. And he also brought up the fact that he played just as many or more shifts than any defenseman in the NHL leading up to his injury he last was year. a workhorse yes. on the back end you go back to a couple of years ago and in, in the, the lost season I mean when Tyler Sagan hammers a, a slapper off your leg and explodes your leg that that's not your Nothing fault you that would happen to anybody correct so he looks good on the back end I think and I'm going to talk about this in the avalanche big preview show for altitude television so I'll give Don't you a little you love bit of, just like I'm going to be on television for this and that. Sorry, go ahead. Well, you are too. Yeah, but I'm not like on the Avalanche preview show. Keep going. You Sorry. are on the show. I know I am on the show. I've already done most of my stuff already. Oh, so I think that on, on oh. the back end, there's going to be, you know, Sam Gerard. I have no qualms about. No. I think that Nikita Zadorov can be a big six foot five, 230 pound linchpin on the back end. Mm-hmm. I think his production. And the way he plays defense, I mean, I just think his whole game is going to be a factor for this Avalanche team on whether or not they're here or maybe here. Because I, I think I know all the other guys and what you're going to get out of them. Yeah. To me, and, and Sammy Gerrard's going to be better. There's no doubt in my mind. He looks cut. He, he looks ripped. 16 pounds. Yeah, he looks awesome. But you know as well as I do, Lauren, Nikita's a door off to me is just this big fountain of mm-hmm. untapped potential. And where's it going to go? 
I I think he's matured a lot over the off season, and he he came in looking lean and fit, and you can tell he worked hard. He said he was down in Florida with his wife and his little girl, and he was working with some renowned strength and conditioning coach, not just for hockey, but for all sports. And I think he's faster. I think he's stronger. He's going to play more sound defensively. And have you seen his shot from the point? I asked him about it because he he's always like, had he a loves that shot. He yeah. loves that shot. When, you know, I think he's going to surprise us. He, and he's just fun. He's just a big, lovable kid. He was so huge last year in terms of hitting, too. You know, oh, he's a yeah. guy. That, you know I what think, he did to Stasny? Yeah. And I even asked Dazzy, he's like, I, I had to get up and see if I'm still alive. Like, I didn't know what happened. He's a guy that, that now he's got this reputation around the league that when you step on the ice, when you hop over the boards. Watch out. You're looking, I mean, you, you, you look for numbers. You look for 16. Yep. And you, you're, you're not, like, if you're an opponent, you're not afraid out there. But you're always aware there's always this, this, this yeah. cognizant thing going Where on in your he? head and turning around that, you know, 16 is out there, and he's over here because Don't he... Don't be he, caught looking down. Right. He's he's a big hitter, and he's very effective in that role. And I remember what Jerry Bednar said to me, and it must have been early on in, in the very difficult season. He said, listen, we, we need Z to be Z. Yeah, he can't be a, a gentle giant. It. Yeah, he can't you. be a gentle giant out there. And Zadorov's game really improved last year. And, of course, that year before, he had that very difficult injury in practice, mm-hmm. and it, it, it just derailed his, his whole rest of the season. But... A better year last year, and now you look at him, and he's still so young, Lauren. Yeah. Again, I'll I'll go into it more on the television side of things when that big show comes out on Altitude TV, but he's just a a big factor. Yes, he is. I think he's a big factor figuratively and literally. Um, You know, I think some of the pairings, and, you know, EJ kind of said, oh, the pairings don't matter because we get, you know, everything gets switched up as, you know, the game progresses, but I think they really like that combination of EJ and Gerard. Sometimes I I think they'll put Ian Cole out there with EJ is like a good shutdown pair. Uh, I think, like you said, though, Nikita Zadorov is going to be key. Obviously, Tyson Berry does what Tyson Berry does. He's great. But he's an offensive defenseman. That's what you're going to get from him. Next question that comes in from Kyle L. Who are some of the rookies who have impressed? And this is where Lauren Gardner takes over. Oh, look at you. What a toss. This is like you're tossing down to me rinkside. Yeah. Um, obviously, Logan O'Connor. I think he's someone that they had their eye on. DU product going into camp. Um, he signed as a free agent in July. He kind of was the talk of the town in that preseason game number one. Uh, the radio interviewed him first intermission. We got him second intermission. He has a good head on his shoulders. He seems like he has good anticipation and he skates like an NHLer. Uh, it's I guess it's TBD if he starts the season with the Avalanche, but he'll just be a 45-minute drive up the road away if he ends up with the Eagles. Uh, I really liked him. I think Dries, Sheldon Dries is another one we already mentioned. Uh, as, as far as rookies. So Some of these are... guys have sneaky good camps. And yeah. These are guys that you... you have camp. Right. Well, Avalanche fans, you, you probably don't even know anything about them, especially if you're not inside Denver. You're going, who the heck is Logan O'Connor? Who is this guy? Of course, we're here. We've watched him with the Pios now mm-hmm. for three years. So we've seen him. But Avalanche fans, you know, if you're in Europe or you're someplace else uh, around North America or anywhere on the globe, you don't really know about him or even maybe a Sheldon Dries, unless you're a big Western Michigan fan, right, and, and so on. You don't know who these guys really are, but you're going to come to know them in the future. But there are always guys where the coaches go, you know, he's had a good camp. Like mm-hmm. people you don't think. And, and maybe you don't always see it, but this guy's doing a lot of things right. And then you get a guy like Tyson Jost going, 
Yeah, this drives is pretty good play. Yeah, and I, that good. was just an open question. Hey, who's impressed you? That was for. I mean, he didn't really hesitate. So that, I think that says a lot. I think there, um, there's some guys that have come in and turned some heads, and that's exactly why you have camp. You really know what to expect from your veterans, but as Jared Bednar put it, the bar is set higher for these guys. So rookie camp, you come in, you have the conditioning, you have the showcase, you kind of take a look at what you have, and you expect your vets to come in and just raise the bar. But really, at camp, you're looking at the guys trying to make the team and the guys who will be the first call-ups. A guy who will impress in the future is Connor Timmons. Again, not able to participate in full practice yet. He's skating on his own. Yes, and great that's the time. latest. Yeah, it's the latest we have for you is that he's improving all the time, but he's still skating on his own in the red sweater. And when we have more information for you, we yes. will give it to you. I promise. We will. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's all we have as far as he goes. Martin Cow. How can you not forget about the first pick for the Avs this past draft? Uh, you know, he had an assist. He looked good last night. Um, I just think it's very promising. He'll probably begin the season, obviously, with the Eagles. And uh, we'll see what happens. Sorry. He's going to be a good player. You? Yeah, he's going to be okay. a good player. It's okay. I took my shoes off. Yeah, he's going to be a good player, though. My socks though. don't match. That's like a thing I do. This is just turning weird all of a sudden. <laughs> Before we're all said and done. People want to hear, like, the weird quirks. Well, you've got a great hat but you've got mismatched socks, a incredibly wrinkly shirt, a flannel around your waist, and then <laughs> holy jeans. Yes, they're religious jeans. Okay. Um, before... No, they're cute. The holes, I bought them this way. I got a discount. God, my when I was a kid. Uh, back in my day, did you walk to school barefoot, uphill both ways in the No, south? man, but, but the holes came from being worn and being cool. We'd buy them all cut up and worn out and whatnot. You know, Moj, you're 100. People Just are buying those jeans now dads. that look like you're, you're, you know, they got molasses all over, like people have <laughs> been working, you know? It's really ridiculous. Who's around molasses? What are you, like, what are you, chopping wood and then, like, rubbing the molasses? And the like? last thing is Matt Calvert. The Calvert's <laughs> Calvary, uh, yeah. Calvert's, Calvert's Cavalry, I should say, has uh, chimed in, and they say, uh, What's the impact of Matt Calvert? Man, I love me some Matt Calvert. I love me some Matt Calvert on the ice. I love me some Matt Calvert just walking around. I love me some Matt Calvert just talking to the guy. He's a great dude, Lauren. I feel like that's you're like talking about a meal instead of a person or a hockey player. He's a great guy. And you know what? He was usually like, I love me some meatloaf with mashed potatoes. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so this guy, I if I didn't know any better, I would have thought he would have attended a military academy the way he conducts himself the way he speaks he is very straightforward buttoned up good teammate and uh you know him and ian cole have a little bit of a relationship because they played together in columbus for about 20 or so games last season uh he said he was just happy to come in and be a part of this team he said he was welcome with open arms he's really enjoying being here and uh, yeah, I really and I, I obviously love the way he plays, but we're just trying to give you a little bit of a, a look at Calvert off the ice. Uh, you know, as a player, he's going to be a tremendous penalty killer for this Avalanche team, whose penalty kill last year was very, very good. And he's going to uh, to be a, a terrific winger as well, a real high energy guy, a motor always going kind of guy. With Matt Calvert, I like to call guys like him fire and forget missiles because you never have to worry about. How he's mm -hmm. going to play. He, he's going to be the same guy all the time. And for a coach, that's a tremendous luxury to have. Yeah, and, you know, he spent about eight seasons with Columbus. So for him to slide on that avalanche sweater, I know he talked about it on your radio show, is, is kind of a surreal thing. He said growing up he was a bit of a Nordiques fan, so it was neat for him to come here. But, yeah, he's, he's just – he's a reliable, steady guy. And we're anticipating him kind of 
filling in there um, on that third line. And I think he's a perfect fit to be shut down guy, also provide some offense, but just be responsible. Okay. We have preseason game number four coming up on Wednesday evening. Again, check it all out on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 with Connor and Peter. You and I will be back on the TV side coming up on Friday as the Minnesota Wild come on into town, and hopefully the Avs will stick it to them a little bit. There'll be a more representative lineup because Coach Bednar has indicated that they're really going to cut things down after preseason game number four and start to get the guys who are going to be on this club for sure that we know about and then guys who have a really good chance the last two games of the preseason are really, okay, let's gear up for the regular season yeah. kind of games. You'll see a lot of regulars You'll in there. You'll get a, a better look at, yeah, what this lineup is going to be and what happens the next day. This is a big, um, I'm sure most of the fans listening know this, but we have the Fan Fest. Do You don't know anything about it? Okay. It's so Saturday. there will be it's Saturday. The 5K run begins <laughs> at 1030. 29th. Yep. And it's open practice at Pepsi Center. It's free to everyone. Parking is free. They'll have concessions open. Uh, they'll be interviewing players, coaches, on the ice, on the bench. And it's kind of all hands on deck when it comes to in arena personalities. All the Altitude TV and radio crew will be there. And it's it's going to be a really interesting inside look for fans to see how a practice is ran. And uh, it should be fun because I think they're going to be installing some more things as far as special teams goes. And it's 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 a nice like kind of pull back the curtain and look that's going to be cool peter and i will talk to coach bednar for quite a while and you'll be talking to to players and Kiefer mm-hmm. and all everybody's going to be out there it's Johnny going to be a Lyles lot of fun will, be there. will he be on skates interviewing players? i think jml's going to be on the ice with a microphone so watch out oh god help us all that's exactly right uh they, they asked Riker, and i think Riker said i'm too out of shape milan hayduk will be signing autographs oh he will the head she's going to be there yeah. Make sure you ask him about Pavel Francis. He says, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know, Moj. Stop bugging me. Okay, He's sorry, like, leave Edgy. me alone, Moj. Yeah, it should be. And you can buy a third jersey at the team store. Oh, those are so sick. I know. And yeah. so it's back. Adidas just unveiled that about a week and a half ago. And the team will be wearing them for every division game, home division game, except for the home opener against the Wild. So it will be November 7th against Nashville. Okay. Is that going to do it for us for Abs in Your Ear Holes podcast number three? Thank you for joining us. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You're so good at that. I, I always forget I about that. I just listen that. to a lot of podcasts, and they say that over and over, so it must mean something. Rate, review, and subscribe. God, you just brought out your like nighttime FM DJ voice. We'll talk to you next week as we get ready for the regular season for Abs <laughs> in Your Ear Hole. I Wait, can't say even it say again. it right. Abs in your ear holes, podcast number four. See you.